Hello, my name's Elizabeth Smith. I'm the Anglican priest for the parish of the Goldfields in Western Australia. I live in Kalgoorlie, which is 600 kilometres inland from Perth. What do I think of the coronavirus and the situation in the world right now? Well, I think we're all much more aware of our interrelationships than we have been in a very long time. Western society is very good at thinking about individuals and our own personal freedom to do this, that and the other, our personal needs and our personal wants and wishes. And this illness that spreads so easily from person to person is a big wake-up that we're all connected for good and for bad, that we need each other in community, that we are a risk to one another if we're not careful, and that we had better pay attention to what people who know the science are telling us. I think the world is realising that some of the things we've taken for granted, like freedom to travel and move around and go where we like and spend our money in all kinds of places from restaurants to pubs to movie theatres to cruise ships, those things are changing and we're having to look at our lives much more differently to figure out what's vital and what's essential and what's actually discretionary and optional. If a parishioner asks me why this coronavirus crisis is happening, what do I say? Well, the only answer to the why question that's realistic is actually the scientific answer. The scientists know why this is happening. It's not the first time a disease has jumped from animals to humans and it's not the first time that it's spread quickly through human communities and done a lot of damage. Some of the diseases we know really well, like measles, jumped a long, long time ago from an animal community to a human community and can still do a lot of damage. The scientists say this is what's happened and the sociologists will tell us that it's more severe for us at the moment because we're all so mobile. We get around, we hop on planes and trains and we drive around from suburb to suburb in our local cities and towns. So we're mobile, we take every germ with us and when it's a new germ that no one's got any immunity to and nobody's got a vaccine, well, it hitchhikes. So the answer to why is science facts about disease and human immunity and human society. That's not really what people have in mind when they ask why is this happening though. People are really saying, I thought God was supposed to make everything all right if we were good and we did the right thing and we went to church and said our prayers and I've been doing all that so why is this happening? It's based on uh, poor theology that says God is like the magic medicine man in the sky and he's going to make everything okay for the good people and the bad people, well, they are in someone else's hands and we don't have to worry about them. This has always been a theology that's been around. Why is this happening? Why have I got cancer? Why is my grandchild ill? Why have I lost my job? There's always a realistic answer to the circumstances. Sometimes it's bad luck, sometimes it's bad management. But there isn't a heavenly answer 
There isn't a God answer to the why. The God question needs to be a bit different. The God question is, who is God for us while this is going on? What kind of God are we going to trust in? What kind of God are we going to cling to? What kind of God is hanging on to us through all of this? And that's a much more productive question because the kind of God we're dealing with is the God of Jesus Christ, the God who knows what suffering and trouble are all about from the inside, knows it personally, not a God who sits up in heaven in a deck chair, sipping champagne, looking down at us and wondering how to reward the good people and how to punish the bad, not that kind of God at all. Our God is the God of Jesus who loves sinners, who loves the bad people as much as the good and who gives love, blessing, forgiveness, care to everybody without discriminating. So where is God when all this is going on? Right next to us. God is working with the healthcare workers in the hospitals. God is working with the poor people stacking the supermarket shelves overnight so we can get our food. God is with the people watching over the people in hospital from afar because they're not allowed in to hold their hand and visit. God is with everybody who's doing this tough. Jesus is alongside the people who've lost their jobs because of this. And I trust that the Holy Spirit is right alongside the leaders, the government leaders, the religious leaders, the opinion leaders, the leaders who are trying to help us tell a story to ourselves that will keep us together. Are there any teachings or Bible references that help me understand or give context to what's happening? Well, the first one that comes to mind is Paul in Romans chapter 8. There's absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not all of the traumas that Paul went through and not any of the troubles that we're going through. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And when you know that someone loves you, you can handle most things. Theologically, I think the most important teaching is that no matter what's going on, God is in it with us. Not outside of us, but in it with us. Holding our hands, sometimes nudging us in a better direction. And our job is to listen and be loved and to be cherished and to see if we can tune our human spirit in a bit better to the Holy Spirit, who's going to help us build community, because that's the Spirit's job in every circumstance, making relationships, building connections, helping us love one another the way Jesus called us to do. How have I been affected by the coronavirus personally? Well, I've been on a couple of weeks leave and I've been enjoying different landscapes and different views out over the world in a rural area of Western Australia. So this virus has forced me to do less, to sit and look at the trees and listen to the birds a bit more. I have to confess I've also in the evenings been rereading some Jane Austen novels on my uh, electronic book reader. I'm going back into a community that's quite remote uh, that's got some very anxious people in it and it's also got its own share of pretty 
laissez-faire people who really don't care if the rules say don't get together with your mates next door for a drink tomorrow night. We also have in our community people who work in the mining industry where there's a lot of fly in fly out, a lot of time away from families and those shifts are going to be changed and stretched out to minimise the disruption to work through people having to go into quarantine. So there's going to be a lot of families stressed. There's going to be lots of kids without a routine because school's being disrupted. It's going to be a lot of parents trying to do three things at once, keep the kids occupied, get the dinner ready, do the shopping, manage the working from home if they've still got a job and they're able to do that. So from a relaxing time for me, I'm going back into a community that is going to be pretty stressed. There'll be very, very anxious people, too anxious, not necessarily understanding the real risks, but very, very worried. We've got people who are not nearly worried enough and who don't care what happens to them or their next door neighbour. And we've just got a lot of people who are trying to do too many things at once. I think part of my job as a priest is going to be to stay calm, to reassure people, to validate whatever feelings they're having and say, yep, that's a pretty tough feeling to be living with. Can I pray for you? Am I fearful or hopeful? Well, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that our society will learn those important lessons about connection and community and how much we need each other. I'm hoping that even though we won't be seeing so much of each other face to face for a little while, we will appreciate the helping hand that's reaching out to us from someone else and that we'll offer that to someone else in our own way. It might be on Facebook, it might be over the phone, it might be a wave across the street, it might be a cheerio from a safe distance as we go for our healthy walks in the bushland park. I'm hopeful we're going to learn good things from this. I'm also hopeful that it might down the track change some of the attitudes that I've noticed towards unemployed people. There's a pretty solid sense of the unemployed having been lazy, dull bludgeon types. People who could work if they wanted to but they're just not willing to try. The number of people who are hard-working people, who are really diligent, who have done everything right and who are now being stood down through this epidemic, who have lost their jobs for a short time or maybe for a long time, they're going to be receiving unemployment benefits and so they should. And the government has decided that Actually, they need to be given a bit more than the usual unemployment benefits because everybody agrees that the current unemployment benefits are not enough to live on. I'm hoping that everybody might be a little bit kinder and more generous in the way we talk about people who aren't working. I'm hoping we might be more generous both in the way we talk about them and in the way we offer them our help when they need it. If there's a bill that needs to be paid and I still have a job, maybe I can help someone pay their bill. If there's somebody whose cupboard is bare, then maybe I can help them restock that cupboard. Maybe I can help with some of the resources that I've got for people who have less than I do.
And I certainly hope that any residual attitude I have that would tend to put people into categories of the deserving and the undeserving unemployed, that I will get right over that and treat every single person as I see them with equal respect and care. Has the coronavirus challenged my beliefs or how I see things? No, it hasn't really, because I see human beings as a real mix, a real messy blend of good, bad and miserable. And this virus is just showing us our own usual selves in a particularly bright light. Ourselves as individuals, whether we're a worrier or a cheerful type. Ourselves as a church, whether we uh, have good solid habits of gathering and praying with one another or whether we only go because it's a habit. And also ourselves as a community, people who do and don't, will and won't reach out to their neighbours or be vulnerable or be helpful depending on the situation. I think humans have always been a big mixture and we always will be. This virus is putting a spotlight onto us, showing us who we are and some of that we're going to need to repent of yet again and some of that we're going to need to give thanks for yet again and in all of that we're going to need to be rejoicing in the fact that Jesus is with us all the time in every small crisis in every happy day and even through this long long journey that we're going on together I reckon that'll do from me blessings bye bye Birds Who Praise a Watchware Media Production.